0: Hello, I'm Julie Jones
1: and I'm David Van with Remax Metro
0: and Real Property St. Pete,
1: the podcast.
0: Today, we're going to talk about the tax benefits of owning a home since it's tax season
1: and maybe a little bit about owning a rental property.
0: Oh, we're going to go well into that. I'm excited about that part.
1: So yesterday was tax day and everybody's got to figure out how to pay what they owe, figure out if they can pay less next year. Hope they make more money next year and not be sad about paying taxes. When we talk about people buying a house and we talk about the investment aspect of it, especially for young people after talking about the bros and the guys buying the house, the three guys that we talked about on a prior episode, when you think about throwing away that rent or trying to put $500 a month into a mutual fund, but then you're still paying rent instead of owning a home, I mean, that's pretty tough.
0: Right. Homeownership is is a huge catalyst for building wealth. Managing a mortgage is not always easy between the monthly payments, your maintenance, unexpected repairs, things that break. The cost of ownership can really add up. Fortunately, however, there are a lot of tax deductions for homeowners that can help ease that financial burden. And since it's tax season, that's what we're gonna talk about today. There are a lot of tax benefits of owning a home. The IRS offers several tax breaks from homeowners for deductions from the interest on your mortgage to credits if you improve your home's energy efficiency in certain ways, as well as many of your closing costs. So if you pay down your interest rate or other types of things, that can be a tax savings.
1: Do you have to itemize to get those deductions?
0: I believe you do, but we'll give our disclaimer that we are not tax professionals. We're just here to put some ideas in your head so that you can speak with your tax professional to get help on the specifics of these
1: subjects. And indeed, I mean, we know that owning a home versus renting a home is a massive difference maker in your wealth building tools. Being able to take these tax benefits in addition to that makes that even more of an advantage.
0: One of the things that's really important is making sure you have documentation. Your mortgage lender is going to send you a year-end tax statement of the interest that you've paid. You need to make sure you include that when you file your taxes, either to your tax professional or in your tax
1: software. It's important to remember to do these things because nobody else is coming in behind you to take care of getting those deductions.
0: I think that's the point of having this conversation is reminding not just young people, but maybe people who are first time home buyers or have only owned a home for a short period of time.
1: And, you know, the thing about Florida that this lady failed to remember or understand, which is no big deal because her husband is a tax accountant, is that the property tax advantage of homesteading a home. And keeping the property taxes down that you pay through homestead and through Save Our Homes cap, I have seen it many times where people forget and they don't homestead the property. And it goes on for a few years. Again, no one's reminding you, except for maybe your realtor, to, hey, make sure you do the homestead.
0: So let's talk about that because, you know, I like to clarify for anyone who's not certain what we're referring to is your homestead exemption in Florida has a twofold benefit. One is a $50,000 exemption off of your taxable rate for your property taxes through the county, which um, is based on if you live in that house as a primary residence. Right. And there's a secondary benefit in our area and and in Florida, which is the Save Our Homes cap.
1: The Save Our Homes cap is just an amazing advantage for Floridians. If you're homesteaded, within the first two years of being homesteaded, the Save Our Homes cap act kicks in and limits the increase in the assessed value of your home to 3% or the gross domestic product, whichever one is less. And that means that... While home values might be going up 8 to 10%, because that's about average in our area, year after year, the value that you pay taxes on is limited to 3% per year. I mean, can you imagine building value on something that's not taxed or is 7% off of the tax? It makes a big difference. So
0: I love that. And I think that should be a whole separate topic. So let's go into that on another um, podcast episode.
1: Okay, that sounds good.
0: One of the things that I mentioned earlier is that there are some tax savings for making your home more energy efficient.
1: That's right. We lost our AC downstairs. It stopped. It froze up. It froze over and it was leaking and it was a mess. We've been through this before because, you know, we've <laughs> we've bought many AC systems in the past and we talked to an AC contractor. He came in, he looked at it and he said, you know, this thing is rusted. It's not in good shape. I would recommend replacing it. And then he told us if you replace your AC system with at least a 15 or 16 SEER system, you get a $2,500 credit back from the federal government. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. I mean, when you look at like a $10,000 system and you get $2,500 back, that's a pretty good discount. Yes. (laughs) So there's a lot of things that they giving credit for to improve efficiency for your homes and also to help stop some of the emissions from your homes.
0: It's funny cuz there's a lot of conversation about cars and, you know, low emission and EV and everything, but it's interesting that people aren't as focused on homes as they should be.
1: Yeah, homes put out a lot of CO2.
0: So we're going to do a great episode on energy efficiencies in your home and ideas that you can do.
1: So, on with the next part of tax discussion, which is
0: rental property tax discussion. So, you know, if you're thinking about investing in real estate or you already own investment real estate, something you should know or things to consider is there are some additional tax advantages and added bonuses on a rental property that aren't allowed on your personal residence.
1: And I always think that, wow, rental properties don't get some of those homestead benefits and they don't get certain other benefits because you don't live in the home because primary residence is follow some you know pretty clear lines of discounts and that kind of thing but it's great to know that these rental properties also have some special deductions
0: they do there can be some substantial reductions in the cost of owning and maintaining rental property through these tax deductions and knowing about them and using them properly. So I think it's important to get some good tax advice if you're a rental property owner, investment property owner. And we're just going to go through the basics of these deductions to help you if you're thinking of investing in real estate.
1: I can't wait to hear about depreciation because most people don't think about their houses as depreciating, but that's not the case if it's a rental property.
0: Correct. The tax law allows for depreciation to be taken on a rental property It's one of the many aspects of your tax deductions available to you. And the depreciable life of real estate generally ranges from 27 and a half years for residential property to 39 years for non-residential property. So that's a line item on your tax deductions that when you're filing your tax form for rental property that you can use. Depreciation is a tax allowance covering the expected wear and tear and obsolescence of the property that occurs over time. And so owners can depreciate a larger expenditure for personal property. So like, for instance, if you had an Airbnb, I would think over time, as well as appliances and furniture. Right. If you're going to make an investment to upgrade the appliances in that rental property, those items can be depreciated and provide an additional tax deduction. Nice. So our second subject is mortgage interest. So you can deduct mortgage interest on your personal residence, but you can also deduct mortgage interest on the investment property. So if you're thinking about whether you want to pay cash for that investment property or get a loan, one of those things should be factored in is that you can deduct a mortgage
1: interest. And what about property taxes?
0: Well, that's true. That's on the list as well. Another deduction is that you can add the property taxes that you pay for the county into your deduction list.
1: Nice. Because those are expensive and you don't get the homestead benefit in that situation, but you can still deduct the taxes as part of your federal return. Yes. Right.
0: Exactly. So additionally on the list is repairs. So simply stated, a repair involves fixing anything or replacing something that's broken or inoperable. So for instance, if you have a client that says, I have a damaged garage door and I need you to fix it. The costs that it takes to repair those items can generally be deducted from the cost on your tax return if you itemize. Any upgrades or improvements to the rental property are generally not tax deductible as repairs, but they can be depreciated over time.
1: What if your tenant is pretty handy and he says, hey, you know, I'll fix that for you.
0: You can additionally deduct that. <laughs> that's that's something as well. So if you give your tenant a rental credit in exchange for performing a repair, that credit can also be deducted as a repair expense.
1: Right. And that's a repair, not like an upgrade. Exactly. So say you hire a, a property manager. What if you have somebody doing that work for you and you're not actually managing the tenant, you know, going through the credit, collecting the rent, you know, you pay a property manager because that's pretty popular.
0: It is popular and it actually makes owning a rental property much more palatable. Sure. So you have a buffer between you and your tenant and they can handle any problems as they arise. Those costs are also tax deductible.
1: Yay!
0: And if you do your own tenant management yourself, you can deduct tenant screening costs such as background checks or credit checks or other expenses for maintaining the property, such as lawn care, painting, appliance care and maintenance, carpet cleaning, pest Mm. control, any seasonal maintenance you have to do, like cleaning the gutters, pressure washing, tree pruning, etc. Or also if you have HOA dues.
1: Mm, That's nice.
0: And then a little more questionable, which I think you have to be very careful and make sure you're getting some good advice from a tax professional is many travel expenses. If you're traveling to your investment property are also deductible. You want to make sure that you're being very specific about those travel expenses. They have to be ordinary and necessary. They can't be lavish or extravagant. And there are some limitations to them. I don't think we should go into that because you really need to get some help, but it is something to consider if you're going to buy a investment property that's not close by and you have to travel there on a regular basis to either check on it or do repairs, etc.
1: You mean like the Virgin Islands?
0: (laughs) That would be nice, yes. (laughs) So let's recap our list because this is a good one and pretty detailed for investors Mm -hmm. and or people who are thinking about investing in property as a tax offset so just to go back through the deductions available, asset depreciation, so owning that property and depreciating the value, including appliances, upgrades, et cetera. Your mortgage interest if you have a mortgage on the property. Which you should. That's an opinion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but make your uh, purchases go further by using some other people's money. That's a strategy that not everybody uses, but you know paying 100% cash on an investment like that. you know, you could buy a few more properties if you didn't use all your cash on one.
0: The property taxes, which is different than on your personal residence. Okay. actually write those off. Repairs made to the property. Your operating expenses. So in other words, if you have a management company helping you, and also travel and other miscellaneous expenses, which again, cautioning you to be careful.
1: Indeed. So I don't know if we're going to go down this road or not, but I have had several clients in the past use a special tax deferred growth tool called the 1031 exchange.
0: I think that's a great thing to talk about for any investors considering purchasing additional property, making a change to the properties that they own, possibly because they've gained value.
1: Yeah, that 1031 exchange is called a light kind exchange. And it's not just for real estate, you could do boats or cars. There's other things, but they have to be like that. So if you're selling a piece of real estate, you receive the funds into an account that is not held by you, can't go into your bank account or you get taxed. So you have to have a separate account, an intermediary for the 1031 exchange to take place.
0: The goal of the 1031 exchange is tax deferment on the proceeds of that sale.
1: Correct. Because you reinvest that money, into a light kind asset.
0: Yes, it's an exciting tool. So we're going to go into that in a future episode. This was a great conversation because we came up with lots of new topics for you to look forward to listening to.
1: Today, we thought about ways that we could help our clients and our listeners think about how they might save money on real estate investments and how the tax deductions will help them with their personal income because we know that real estate is a great wealth-building tool. Whether you're young Old, wealthy, middle, low. Everybody gains value and builds wealth through real estate.
0: Super exciting.
1: But not renting.
0: In other words, not being a renter.
1: Right. (laughs) Not being a tenant.
0: Well, that was a great conversation. I'm super excited about it.
1: Yes, Nobody loves
0: taxes, but finding new ways to save money is hopefully what you'll get out of this.
1: Yeah, I think being knowledgeable about these things helps everyone, and we're trying to bring that to you. Thanks for
0: listening today.
1: I'm Julie Jones. And I'm David Vann with Real Property St. Pete Podcast.